called Dodo. How can I help you today? Hi there. I'm here with my housemate, Nat. We've just received a bill. It's quite high. $1,000. So there must be a mistake. Okay, let me take a look at that for you. Yes, uh, it is quite high, isn't it? It's absolutely ridiculous. This isn't what we signed up for. Well, sir, you seem to have downloaded uh, quite a lot of stuff this month. I didn't. Don't look at me, I didn't. Okay, well, it seems Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants was streamed nine times. But how does that cost $1,000? Well, I also see here that you've downloaded the director's cut with commentary of SpongeBob SquarePants the movie, which is a 200 gig file. Worth it. True. Well, do we have any options? We can't pay this bill. Well, um, we do have a new self-generated data system uh, we could set you up with. Are you interested? Um, okay. How does that work? Well, it's a new feature we've included as part of our service. We set you up with a stationary exercise bike and you use a never-before-seen technology that we connect to your router. You pedal the bike, which generates data, which you'll then be able to use. It's our brand new 6G data program. I, I, I can't see any issue with that. Neither. Yes, uh, it's the next big thing. Well, that sounds great. Let's definitely do that. Okay. <laughs> Worth it. Yo, welcome to Housewarming. I am Nat Davina. I'm Muddy Smiley, and this is a podcast for renters. That's all it is. If you're not that, that, it's okay. Just you are, we'll, we appreciate just, we'll the probably fan base. entertain you. <laughs> it, it, that, it's all right. <laughs> we're doing numbers. <laughs> Everyone's uh, renting some. <laughs> we're all renting space in this world, you know. Mighty Smiley, I've been on the hunt. Yeah, I'm on the hunt for a TV. Well, we need we a go. new TV. Your television sucks. Okay, it's too small. It's actually fine. It's terrible. It's forty inch. It's <laughs> okay. It's a plasma. A plasma in 2022? Do you remember when plasma came out and everyone was like, whoa, this is even the the word sounds like the future. (laughs) Plasma. (laughs) I thought that was that shit that was like in my body. (laughs) How'd they put that on the screen? Now they're going to like, isn't it just like an acid of some sort? Like it's like a element. What? Plasma. It's like a, it's a, it's like a a part of your blood cells. Yeah, it's like a liquid. Yeah, yeah. How is that the future? How is that a TV? Anyway, now I'm proving your point that we may need to upgrade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, we do need to upgrade. I'm on the hunt. Facebook Marketplace. That's where you usually get. We're quite well versed in the world of oh, yeah. Facebook Marketplace. Oh, yeah. I thought I landed on a winner. First of all, Facebook Marketplace. Unruly place. It's the wild west. It's the wild the, west of shopping. Of the markets, yeah. Absolutely. It, if, there ever, if ever there was a black market, mm. it's Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. It's a wet mar- It's the wet market of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> if you did need a bat, you, yeah. you, you could, you could get, get it one. on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. So I'm on, the hunt, I'm on a hunt for a TV, right? And I thought I landed on a winner, all right? 65-inch, massive. 65-inch, brand-new Sony, $650. Right. Got him down to five eighty. Oh, incredible deal! Right, it's not an incredible deal, but it's a reduction in price. In a TV that good, deals of my in a life, TV yeah. that good for RRP okay. two thousand one hundred dollars. RRP, RRP, RRP. Yeah, made the deal at six a.m. I woke up and made that deal. That's how good it was. I woke up, flicked on my phone, saw it, messaged, deal done. Spent all day excited. I was making space on the mantelpiece for this television. 
remember, I asked you to come pick it up. Yeah. Five o'clock was the time we meant to pick it up. I messaged him at 4.30. I said, hey, we're on our way to pick up the TV. Mm. He responds back. TV's gone. <laughs> TV's sold. Someone picked it up half an hour ago. It's a vicious game. Things on Facebook Marketplace are one of one. There is no other TV that you can go, oh, no, you no. got another one for sale? Like, I was so angry. You spend so long negotiate. Like, you, it takes, like, at least 30 messages. Yeah. It's like getting ghosted on a dating app. Oh, it's, one of the worst feelings. What's that word? It's like, is it breadcrumbing when, like, you're talking to someone and they're just kind of stringing you along but you don't know if they're interested? Yeah, 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 yeah. When it gets to the yeah. actual bit where you're like, hey, should we go on a date or I'll yeah. take this offline? Nothing. No, you, nothing. Yeah. Zilch, like, zilch. What have we nothing. been doing? Yeah. What have we been doing? Exactly. All day I've been this excited. This is time-wasting. I messaged him back saying, what, what do you mean? We've already had a deal. Like right. I, I started getting mad at myself. I was like, I should have paid a deposit or something. Like I could feel like the inner white woman start to come out. <laughs> <laughs> you could feel a Karen, like, ri- yeah. Karen rising. I was like, I'm going to report you to Facebook. <laughs> this is unacceptable. <laughs> That's so unlucky. <laughs> I was so mad. It's the I only like, time you're not chill is when you're on the way to when a I've deal. When I've been wronged. The, yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, this is unacceptable. How dare you do this? <laughs> this isn't a part of the rules. I was like, there's no rules. <laughs> it's a fucking wet market out here. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. I, I immediately like, you know, you know, it's like when you break up with someone and you immediately just go on a dating app and just try to find new people to fuck. I was like, I went on Facebook Marketplace and I'm going to get a better TV. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this guy. I'm going to get a better <laughs> Suddenly deal. Suddenly you're just spending $200 more on the same TV. Uh, fuck you. I'm going to send him a photo with my new TV. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Eventually we did find a new TV. Yeah. But. I was so angry at this guy. Like, I, I need to find some form of payback. There was, like, I could give him a low rating on Facebook Marketplace. So what's that going to do really? And I realised after we'd finished negotiating and finalising a deal, he had already sent me his address. He'd given me his address. Oh, okay. So I did what any self-respecting man or woman would do. What would you do? I signed him up for various junk mail services. Okay. I started sending pizzas to his house that he has to pay for. <laughs> you are so petty. That is, uh, that's quite the sabotage. I'm like going on Jehovah Witness websites. We're like, yeah, come knock on this door. <laughs> Whoa, that's some... <laughs> That's next level. I was like, I'd sign up for like liberal MPs and like, yeah, I'll put a poster up on my on my front lawn. Damn, this man may find Jesus. <laughs> and I left that it. That is so less than what he bargained for. I left it long enough after the incident happened so that he couldn't really suspect There's it no was way me. he's putting those two and two things. Nah, like, he's not yeah. like, I wronged a man. Yeah. Now Christ is entering my life. <laughs> <laughs> Calm as a bitch, motherfucker. Now I'm voting <laughs> Labor. See, I, I do all this yeah. and I, I don't know how it's being received. I don't know what he's going through. But do we really need to know what the impact is? Yeah, what the impact is. I can rest I can uh, less it, comfortable it's somewhat in the fact of a that victimless my, yeah, retaliation. I can, I can rest comfortable in the fact that my imagination sees him suffering. And that's really all I need. Suffering through brochures and pamphlets. Pizzas as well that he has to pay for or send back. He has to tell the driver, I didn't order a pizza over and over and over again. Okay, how many times did you order the pizza to the house? I've ordered maybe like six pizzas. (laughs) (laughs) 
what pizza stores are still expecting payment on arrival? You like, just you can't go to like Domino's. It's got to be Big Poppers or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like one off pizza Tony's. chains. Yeah, like Tony's Pizzeria. <laughs> you know, like okay, Tony. Wow, that's how I'm doing. That's I mean, how I do things. So if, if anyone's if anyone's out there listening and you have even an inkling, an inkling of wronging me, think again. The payback is swift. <laughs> wow. <laughs> where do we go from there? Well, I know where we go from there. We get to that motherfucking guest. We got a guest joining us on the show. Yeah, they should be arriving at any minute. Who we got? Our guest this week is comedian and visual artist, Daniel Walker. Whoa. Have we had a Queenslander on the show before? Probably. Maybe. I'd say so. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I know Danielle quite well. We were actually selected to be part of the Comedy Zone, which is a selection of the top five up-and-coming stand-up comedians in the country. Wow. And asked to perform at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. So I've been around Danielle and all her stories. Uh, she grew up in Queensland. She lived in London, then Melbourne, and now she's in Sydney. Well, she'll have a lot of stories probably to tell about living in different places. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Plus, I heard that maybe she was a nanny. Mm, yes. I want to find out about that because yeah. it seems to be a pathway for a lot of Australians yeah. <laughs> leaving yeah. the country. Yeah. <laughs> we all dream of being nannies in other countries. She's such an incredibly creative person and I'm sure she'd have creative solutions to everyday share house problems. So we have her on today to find out how she's been living. Oh, that's her now. Hello. Come on in. Uh, hello. How you doing? How you doing? Yeah, good. This isn't <laughs> strange at all. Is this how you normally go to people's houses? They hand you a microphone when you walk in? No, I wouldn't go. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me here. Thanks for coming no, over to our house. on the podcast, yeah. Oh, and your nails are incredible, Oh, thank Danielle. you. They've got little froggies on them I made. Wow. Do yeah. you make Whoa. the nails yourself? Yeah, I learned how to There's do it in lockdown. There's some animals on there, like frogs. Whoa. Yeah. Wow, on long nails. I've been thinking to do about Queensland set and doing, like, um, cane toads and stuff. It's a niche market that <laughs> yeah. people do, like, cane toads on their fingernails. They, I've heard. <laughs> Big market, actually. I got you some gifts. What? Oh, gifts? Plural. I found something at home that I was like, oh, I don't need that anymore. And so I thought, okay. I thought I'd give you <laughs> oh, this. No, this You're is, honest. We like these honesty. tiny bottles of gin. Oh, oh wow. Great. Oh, thank you, you so much. This is taste adorable. Oh. Little samplers and then a chore chart. A chore chart. Oh. <laughs> So that you can work out. Where did you get that? Just Kmart kids section. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. We do need a chore chart. We do need a chore because chart. Because there are some chores that aren't getting done in this house. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> I'm looking at you. I mean, the garden chores. He doesn't do the garden chores. He never does the garden chores. Oh, my God, Nan. It seems like you never do the garden chores. <laughs> I feel like the nannies come around. <laughs> uh, well, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got we, things to do. Stickers to work. Okay, all right. I'll learn some stickers. I'll learn some got, stickers. This is a – you've brought us a whiteboard. Yeah, uh, there's a with, reward system. There's a name system. Tasks, tasks. is divided by day. Wow. I Everything like and, that you and need. stickers. Oh, wow. yeah, and it can magnet to the fridge too. Oh, you yeah. stick those this right is on. a system that will never fail us. No, Thank you so much, Danielle. Come in. Yeah, come, come on, on in. in. Welcome to the show, Danielle Walker. Hello, happy to be here. It's a pleasure to have you, Danielle. Welcome to our share house. Yeah, there's a bed over there. <laughs> she's giving it. Yeah, first impressions, nod. what do you think? This is Marty's bedroom. Yep. 
happy is with that. that. You, yeah, you know? I mean, I'd, if it was my space, I'd probably move the couch from the centre of my bedroom <laughs> um, to just out of the way so I could get to my bedroom my bed easier but that's just my personal <laughs> thoughts and feelings ever since starting doing this podcast i have thought like we do i need a divider i need a room divider that's what i need yeah you should just put a hole in the wall so you can access the bedroom from outside and <laughs> yeah. block it off have a separate separate door. yeah <laughs> you have lived outside of australia before yes did you do the kind of thing that a lot of australians do where they head overseas to do a minimum wage job in a place they want to live, like London. Yes. Yeah. I, assume, I don't know why. I just decided to leave Townsville, move to London when I turned like 19 because I could. And um, I did no research on London either. I got there and I got off the plane and I met my friend and she was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know what there is. <laughs> What's going I just on here? Booked flights and sorted out my visa. <laughs> thought I you did the rest. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd take me around. <laughs> what is there to do? I assumed it was just another city in a different country. Do they have Maya here? Let's go to Maya. <laughs> do they have windows here too? I'll yeah. check them out. I'll check them out. Is it like the? Uh, you, did you end up in like Shepherd's Bush or something? That's often where a lot of Australians end up there. First, I went to South Ealing because my friend was living in South Ealing, and then I I um lived in a house with a lady who just bought the house, but she couldn't afford the house, so she lived in like the conservatorium out the front, like the glass room, so that she could rent out the other rooms to people who could pay for the rooms because that's the oh only way God. she could afford the mortgage. Right, um, and you lived in this place? Or? Yes, I had forgotten until <laughs> right now. Because <laughs> um, I remember you I- You helped a lady pay her rent. <laughs> yeah. I moved out because I on Christmas Day it was like my first Christmas living abroad and I missed my family heaps because I'd only been overseas for like two months and it was like rainy and wintry and I'd never been anywhere that was cold because I'm from Townsville and it was like dark all the time. And I felt so sad from the weather and I just like watched videos of soldiers coming home from Afghanistan and their dogs like jumping up on them. <laughs> Always and I a just good mood lifter. <laughs> just crying all day. And then I walked out and um, I'm apart from the lady who owned the, owned the house, the other housemates were like a Polish couple and they made us like a full Polish dinner, like fish soup and stuff and then we were doing vodka shots because that was it. And then I just got so drunk and I came out to find my laptop charger later so because I'd wasted the battery off looking at the dogs um, and the soldiers and then I came out and just found my housemate the owner having sex with um another Polish man who'd come around to hang out with the couple and they were doing it because she was Australian too on a kangaroo rug and um and I just had to like lift up because like I walked in and she was like I'm so sorry and I was like I just need my laptop caught and then I just had to like lift up one of their legs to like pull it out and then I just walked out of the room I was so drunk I couldn't even comprehend what was happening in front of me until like two days later when I was like oh, oh yeah how'd that go <laughs> did you have a good time <laughs> uh, that was a lot there was that was there cheating in that or was there no like, it was just they was, were having sex in it was the Polish couple and then they, they had another friend over okay. and he had sex with the, the lady who had bought the house. Living in the conservatory. Wow. Yeah, because I'd gotten drunk and went off to yeah. cry and watch <laughs> soldier videos. <laughs> out in the conservatory. Yeah, and Hello. then I felt awkward living there so I, I moved out and I got a job as like a live-in nanny. Oh. Um, I did like live-in nannying in a house where they did nesting. Um, so it was like the 
the mum and dad were separated and mm. then me and the kids live in one house and then the the mum and dad have their own separate houses and then they each come in and come out. So the dad would come live with us for a week, then he would leave, then the mum would come oh, and live with us for a week and Whoa. then she would leave. That's, yeah. that's insane. You must have thought that, that's unusual. Yeah, I did. But then I also thought I'm glad I don't have to move houses every week. <laughs> but also is that the most ideal way to raise children? <laughs> yeah. It, Where I you mean, don't have to be there all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone should get divorced. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't have to be with your partner all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think I think um I actually think it nesting is probably a great way to do it if you can afford that. Because and if your conscience can take it. Yeah, because yeah. then the kids never have to move houses or anything. Yeah, but the bad you move thing is, for them. Yeah. yeah, but the bad thing is that you're, the house is supposed to be a home for the kids, but the parents, they wanted to make their own houses the places that had the good decor. So we just sort of had this empty <laughs> space. Oh, God. <laughs> it was just white and no photos or anything. And I was oh, like, do you guys want to hang out in the empty <laughs> room downstairs or the empty room upstairs? <laughs> Wow, that's so interesting. So, how did you find yourself getting? How did you get into that job? Even uh, I applied on Gumtree over they have there. Gumtree there, yep. Yeah, they had Gumtree, and then they hired me. I guess because I was Australian, because they the mum was Australian, mm. and I think they just liked that I was Australian and also extremely, I think, young and naive. So I probably would have just like done anything for two dollars. Yeah, um, and it was it was good. Um, I realised I don't want children. Okay. Um, <laughs> ever. Which is good for a nanny, I think, yeah. <laughs> to be like I never want to have to deal with this ever again. <laughs> um, but one time I did the dad, I because there's this club in like Clapham, which isn't far up the road. I don't know, Clapham Junction, from where mm. I was. I was living in Wandsworth at South this time. South London. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And um, me and my friends could walk up the road and on Sundays they had this like I think it was like once a month they had this place called the church and it was like you got dressed up and then every Sunday like in the afternoon you would go and then you'd drink and then it was like a club and then they'd have like a stripper and everybody would go crazy because you're all, I don't know, 19 and you're like, fuck yeah, I can buy four drinks at once and carry them around in a bag? Cool. Um, and then we, I got really drunk and went home and vomited out the window down out of my nanny window because I was like, I'm not going to make it to the bathroom. Yeah. And I vomited straight onto the barbecue downstairs and then I had to like try and like I fell asleep and then I woke up in the morning and was like, fuck, I've got to somehow clean up all the vomit off this barbecue and the wall that's two stories high oh. somehow before the dad notices that I vomited oh, down. No. And, he, and luckily they're not very attentive parents <laughs> <laughs> for the house. They just sort of wake up leave. <laughs> I also had one point where because if they didn't leave their house on the weekend, sometimes I was so sick of um, – because I liked the children a lot, but also sometimes I was like if I walk out of my room and they're there, I'm going to get stuck talking to them for a long period of time and I don't want to do that. And so sometimes I would just get stuck in my room if they didn't leave the house for the whole weekend. And once I had a rosemary shrub on my windowsill and I just refused. Uh, I have anxiety. And um, I refused to leave my bedroom so I just ate the whole rosemary bush and didn't leave the bedroom all weekend. And I just had because I had heaps of water in my room. So I managed to survive. And, yeah, I just ate a whole rosemary shrub. <laughs> <laughs> And now oh, I take 
anxiety medication. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I relate to this so hard. <laughs> that, that, like, the I've, so I've locked so... myself in a room for weekends, entire weekends. Yeah, before. it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> like you hear about people that get lost for seven days in the in the wild and then, you know, it emerges that they survived because they had one single Mars bar. Yeah, yeah. Well, I assume there probably would have been more calories in a Mars bar too than <laughs> even the entire rosemary shrub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what did that experience kind of like? Because you never, you never really lived out of home prior to that. No, that was. I mean, it was my first time going overseas, and it was my first time living out of home. Um, I don't really know what it taught me. Why do people do that? Like, it's it's almost like a very common thing for Australians to do. They go over, they end up as a nanny in in London. <laughs> it, that's like their experience of overseas, or. It's an easy way to travel. I have a lot of friends who've done it. It's all pairing, you know. I've had friends who can make New a bit York of money as and, well. Yeah, and just see new places, visit countries you don't really. Yeah, you know. but I was not fully formed as a person at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just sort of like walking about, just running into shipping, like, well, I, got, I guess I'll figure that out as I go. <laughs> like, I, you know, I, I feel like I didn't develop at all until I was like 23. Okay. And then my brain sort of started to form more and I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that's how the world works. <laughs> yeah, because I if, no idea. <laughs> if your first impression of like life out of home is that, Parents don't live together and they share one house with the children. Yeah. This is how they do it in London. Yeah. yeah, and my parents had just been separate. They had just been divorced too. Wow. So maybe there was part of me that was yeah. like resentful of like, yeah. why didn't we keep the child at home? I had a pool. You got rid of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> They could have got two gazebos up the front of our property and each lived in one of those. <laughs> I always hear stories about unrealistic expectations in in au pair situations where, like, you've got to do cleaning or you've got to do some sort of thing that's, like, just far too specific. Did you have any, like, situations like that? Well, I was a live-in nanny, so I sort of did a lot of the cleaning and also the um, cooking and stuff and swimming lessons and that sort of thing. We did like once a week. Okay. Wow. These parents are not showing up at all. No, (laughs) yeah, I take them to all of the stuff. Yeah, did you find yourself doing doing things for them where you're like, God damn, they they really uh, have got some standards? Um, Not really because I think I didn't know what, was pushing boundaries because I I just turned nineteen, mm. so I was like, I guess I do everything here. I took them <laughs> to the Olympics, <laughs> <laughs> the London Olympics. Yeah, oh we went. God. We saw that fucking torch so many times. Yeah. You know they run the torch around. Yeah, I had to like. We went to like four four different locations where the torch the was catch- running because wow. they just run it around the whole thing. I was like, I guess they're waiting for the torch again. Let's go watch whoever this is run through here. I don't Kids know who English that. athletes are. Kids love that. It's a spectacle. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when the Olympic torch, I remember it came to my school, mm. primary school, and everyone got to hold it. And then as I held it, I handed it off to the next person and I felt like, fuck, I didn't hold it long enough. Like, I should have gone longer. I should have <laughs> gripped that thing harder. <laughs> did you feel sad when you realised there was more than one torch? Yeah. Yeah. I think I did. Hey, did, yeah. did you, every time you watch the Olympics, it's a different looking torch. Yeah, I remember like <laughs> someone said it to me like after the class and I was like, oh, well. It doesn't even matter. It's not that special. <laughs> and also like there's there's several runs of the torch going on. Like there could be one in one suburb and another in the other. So At the same not, time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they really had. I remember seeing one of the torches in like the one of the local McDonald's in Townsville, like framed on a wall and being like, well, that's definitely 
Not the real one. That's not the one Kathy had. <laughs> yeah. The one she had when she lit the big thing. That's definitely age not. Age. Yeah, that's a replica. <laughs> <laughs> so you lived in London, and then you found your way back to Australia. Yeah, well, at the end of the visa, but yeah. I was happy because I got there and was like, "This place is grey as shit. <laughs> I couldn't live here long term." Yeah. Um. So I was like, "Thank God, just two years. Just stick it out for two years, and then you'll go home." And then, yeah, went home. And I lived with my dad for a bit and then was like, this is not for me yeah. <laughs> anymore. I've actually grown up a lot in London. Yeah. <laughs> I've looked after children. <laughs> so this was in Townsville and then you, after you moved out of home, you went into share housing? Yeah, I went into share housing mm. and I lived over near, well, close to my work because where my dad lived, it was a bit out of town. And so I was like, I can save money on fuel and also I don't have to live with my dad. Yeah. But at that point I was like, I refuse to pay a lot of money to live somewhere. Yeah. So I want to pay the minimum amount. Mm. And so I found a room that it was completely glass louvers with no air conditioning. So the Townsville sun would beat down and just magnify it, the heat Oof. in my room. <laughs> and it was a small room so I could only have – well, I could – actually, I could have chosen. I could have had a double bed but I couldn't have a desk. Mm. But I wanted a desk so I could, like, paint and do things. So then I chose to have a single bed. So I moved out of home and bought myself a single bed in the heat box room. I mean, nobody would have wanted to come around to the heat box room anyway. There's always a, a trade-off. Yeah, yeah. There's always yeah. a trade-off. Two of the people I live with were just disgusting. Mm-hmm. They were like a gym couple and uh, right. no, nobody cleaned the house until I moved there and I'm a very clean freak type person. Like my mum used to scream at us if like we hadn't vacuumed the architraves. When I was a kid, like that type of thing where like she'll yeah. come over your house and still like do the finger on the windowsill yeah, and yeah, be like but- dirty. If you if there's dust on a surface, it's disgusting to me. And so getting there. She would hate this house. <laughs> she did. She helped me clean it when I first moved in. But this couple, they were like, they didn't even have a bin. They would just put a, like a Coles bag or, or like a. Band. Before you had to pay for them. And mm-hmm. so, you know, those really thin ones yeah, that would just have yeah, holes yeah, in the bottom yeah. all the time? Yeah. And they would just hang that up over one of the handrails in the kitchen and then pour the remnants of their sort of like slush that they made, their protein vegetable slush, and it just stank like that over s- syrupy, sweet, but fake sugar smell that's like oh, in God. them all and it just it would drip out of the bags onto the floor oh, and, oh yuck and nobody would clean it and so i'd have to come in and then i'd i look like the crazy person but i don't think that's crazy that's as well to be like why don't drip filth <laughs> on the kitchen floor yeah yuck. and i also they would eat my food out of the fridge and i told my nana and my nana grew up in the depression and she cannot believe if people like steal other people's food cuz she's a frugal woman yeah when yeah. she grew up food was hard to come by yeah. the thought of somebody stealing food is repulsive yeah. to her so she ground up some laxatives and put it in their protein powder for me yeah oh Whoa. Pretty sick, yeah. <laughs> Your grandmother did that. Yeah, my nana. She's rad. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like that's something they don't talk about about the depression. Yeah. <laughs> these ideas, these creative workarounds. Oh, big time. My nana. She's do, got them. She'll. Oh, she's the vicious. <laughs> she'll do you wrong her. She will do something to you. Big well, time. The war was going outside the country, but there was a war going on inside yeah. her neighborhood that she was enacting on everyone else. <laughs> Big time. She um, sometimes, if you do something like I, I know that she would like slip a prawn into somebody's house somewhere. So it would stink. So it would stink. Yeah. 
Just pop She's it in a like vase somewhere. The original petty queen. Yeah. yeah. You know those like old vases that would be in the corner with the like the big sticks out of them? You know those? Were those just a Townsville thing? Yeah, I think that? so. I feel like it was corner. like a decor. It was like a big vase in the corner. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah, they would have big yeah, curly yeah. sticks yeah, yeah, out yeah, of them yeah. or okay, things yeah. that would stand up. Yeah, because nobody ever looked in them. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, they weren't a clear vase, so you could just drop a prawn in <laughs> as you walked past. Just to stick outside. <laughs> you and said my chicken was dry, <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> was it dry? How's <laughs> your hallway smelling? <laughs> I'd never say Nana's chicken's dry. Oh, I don't want to get prawn. <laughs> Oh, fuck, she's raw prawning people. What what was the aftermath of the laxatives? Yeah, they just shit a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they were shitting a lot to begin with because those protein Protein. people. Yeah, yeah. Now they're shitting more. Yeah. And they used to also fuck in the bathtub and then not empty the bathtub water out. And I was like, that's also the shower. So I had to, like, reach in and unplug (sighs) the bath. It was horrible because they just, I guess, get out and move to the bedroom and then just leave their bathtub water. Keep things going. They were disgusting. Was there, like, a defining moment that made you say, like, fuck this, I'm out of here? Um, No. (laughs) No, I decided (laughs) to, I wanted to move to Melbourne to do comedy. So I was like, (laughs) I guess i got to move back with Dad to save. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) I mean, they weren't worse than living with dad you know <laughs> they were bad but they weren't <laughs> annoying well, what was your dad getting off to i love my dad but i think he's like he just always will act like a dad yeah you know he's got to teach you how to do things even though you're like dad i learned that ages ago but post divorce post separation dads have to deal with a lot yeah, that was fun finding the books around the house about like because my sisters are eight years younger than me, yeah. like about puberty, like how to oh, talk to a, girls oh. about puberty and just like him buying like more pads and tampons than would ever be necessary in a lifespan. <laughs> <laughs> and being like, Dad, I don't think anybody's going to ever need that. I think those are for people who have incontinence. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> oh, bless him. Yeah, it was a bit of a man trying his best. Yeah, he was cool. doing his best. I mean, mum was still in the picture. So right. it was like, you know, mum, I mean, just have him in the bathroom and mum can do the chatting or I'm around too. So <laughs> This separation doesn't mean like I no longer talk to my mother. <laughs> yeah, just sort of trying to be like. It was like, no, the kids have picked sides. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're never speaking to her again. <laughs> I like him like them asking a question he doesn't know the answer to and him just referring back to the index to read it to them. You would have worked like a cheat sheet or something. It's yeah. like, I'm going to open up all those books and just refer to this. It's got diagrams. I made it myself. <laughs> Marty and I, we have a difference of opinion on one thing, and that's relationship with neighbours. Yes. He is a big fan of the big introduction. He wants to go over there, knock on the door, say good say day, g'day, introduce yourself, start a rapport, start a relationship. Maybe even say, hey, welcome to the neighbourhood. Okay, friendly. <laughs> Very friendly. Well, okay, here's the if one. If you need anything, just... here's my number, you know, just a little first name basis. Yeah. There was a situation <laughs> where we had new neighbours moving in next door and Marty was on his way out and saw them moving in and he comes back into the house, grabs me in the middle of dinner and says, we've got new neighbours moving in, I'm about to leave, but you help him move in and introduce yourself. What? He and Nat do some <laughs> manual labour. Help him out. You help him out. You're one thing, off. One thing is like bank a good deed early. It'll pay off in the long run. You you do this, 
they'll never forget the fact that you helped them move in. But here's my theory, right? <laughs> I prefer to, for things to happen organically. There's gonna, they're neighbours. We're going to see each other all the time. Yeah. You're, you're going to say good day when you leave the house and then slowly over time build a relationship. That's how it goes. What if you don't like them? You say hello, then you feel the pressure to, you know, introduce, talk to them every day. Yeah, I think they think you're an absolute freak <laughs> if you, like, immediately they just trying to move into a house and suddenly there's a stranger. They're like, what do you want? Do you want me to carry in your valuables? <laughs> I'll carry in your valuables. Everyone needs help moving. Like there's just no, no one there says no. There was five of them moving in the van. They had professional movers. Two they actually, them. one of them is a professional mover. Which Two of them I were standing out. there watching because there was nothing to do. And it was his truck. Like one of the guys was a removalist, which, you know, then I learned by talking to them. I I think I'm on Nat's team with this one. I think team that yeah, I think that when you're moving it's so stressful. Mm. Just yeah. trying to get everything in. The last thing you want to do is have to worry about making friends or coming across yeah. or stinking because you've been lifting all stuff day. and yeah, sweating yeah. all day, being like, did I stink? Do they think I'm, I've got stinky <laughs> neighbours now? What's your relationship <laughs> been like with your neighbours? Well, when I was a kid, my neighbours, Rick and Liam, were the best ever. Okay. Because oh, gorgeous. They, they were great. They like um, Rick was like a Boeing engineer. Cool. And so he was like a plane engineer and worked overseas and then Liam was like a nurse and they helped us look after our dog when he was sick and then Leanne would like she taught me how to play softball and then we'd she'd come over and every afternoon we'd throw the ball and catch every afternoon together I don't know I probably more of a relationship that you have with a parent but um (laughs) mom was busy (laughs) sadly um so that was a good neighbor but Mm. then other than that I have had some bad ones okay Mm. and I had I had in your share house share houses or oh in one house I lived in Brunswick with, uh, it was just me and my partner and then his friend. I think they'd had a baby and they didn't want to take the nappies down to the bin. So they just put the nappies outside the front door all day until like somebody got home to take them down. So you'd walk up the stairwell nah. and you'd be like, it smells like fucking shit. Why is, well, that's, I understand you got a baby. Yeah. I think the baby might be all right for two seconds while you run <laughs> the bin down. Is nah. that crazy of me? That's not crazy. You can't. Leave feces or poo-poo no. uh, in the hallway. <laughs> no. Anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also it's like they had an older kid and they just leave him completely naked, just a three-year-old, <laughs> just walking around this stairwell of this old apartment building. And I didn't know what to do because I was like, this is a small child. Do I call somebody? I don't know. <laughs> I felt bad. Maybe I shouldn't. I, I, I treated him like I was sort of like a, a a stray cat where I would like it, he would like follow me up to my apartment building and then I'd sort of like slowly back myself into the apartment so I couldn't so the kid wouldn't follow me in and sort of like use my hand to sort of like keep him at bay while I shut him out and I'd be like go home <laughs> stay there go home. like a pet like yeah. stay 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 <laughs> Um, and then the other one I didn't like was a neighbour who I didn't like the way she um, handled her mail because she would go out to her letterbox when they would go check their, their mail at the letterbox because my house had, we had the letterboxes out the front mm. of our house so I could watch. And um, is the, ha- the house is falling apart. No. <laughs> yeah, it's really, <laughs> <laughs> People forget that like we have like housemates running around during yeah. records. You can hear people trampling downstairs yeah. going, I'm sorry. I think I heard a knock before. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the way they would check the mail is they just open up the mail and then just if they didn't 
want to deal with what was in the mail, they'd just like drop it on the ground, just litter. And so I would like go outside and pick it all up and then put all the rubbish back in their letterbox and then they would continue to empty it out and then it was just like me putting muddy letters back in, like wet muddy letters in their letterbox. Back into their letterboxes. And they keep on emptying out and so then that's when I took a leaf out of my Nana's book and I mailed them a prawn in the mail. Did you? Yeah. I heated it up in the microwave (laughs) and I sent it off express post in the mail. (laughs) Express post. Express post. With tracking. (laughs) This is huge. This is a dynasty of prawners. Yeah. You've learned this incredible penny skill (laughs) from your grandmother. She's passed it down through generations. Yeah. And now you've gotten to prawn someone else. Were you anticipating them taking, like, the letter with the prawn into their house or did you just want it to stink up their mailbox? I just wanted to show them that people are watching. Yeah. (laughs) And that I know what they're doing and that they better start putting it in the bin. Exactly. And if you think you can get away <laughs> yeah. with this littering, I gotta I gotta I got something in store for I you. I got more seafood coming your way. It's coming. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't always work. The uh when you try to leave subtle hints to people by like yeah. going, Hey, that doesn't go there. I'm just gonna put it back there. Mm. Yeah. So you know that's not where it goes. Yeah, because in my mind I'm like, they know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm. They know because th- they're getting piles of muddy letters put, put back in yeah. their letter. They know. So surely at some point a normal person would be like, I'm going to put these in the bin now. See, that's my method. And, I like, I get called out. Like, people don't like that. Yep. Oh, because you want thing. somebody to knock on the door and be like, can but, you please put your letters in the bin? Is yeah. that what you say? Is that what that's you it. want? No, that's, that's what, what other wants. people want in the house. Like, they want a like, clear line of communication. Whereas, like, if someone keeps doing something and I've already tried to tell them, like, oh, I don't, I don't think that that's a good idea, I'll do, like, physical reminders. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I think within your own home you do need to tell people. Okay. I think <laughs> this is I, she draws the line. No, I, okay, I'll give you an example. We had neighbours. They left about ten cardboard boxes out front of our house. Yeah. Right? And I was like, well, that's weird because you guys have a bin and – I mean, you also you, have your front of the house. You also house have your part. front of your house. Yeah. So why are you putting it in front of my house? So then, then it rained yeah. and then now I have just wet. Sloppy. Sloppy cardboard out. You know, I've got the window view of my nature strip. <laughs> not not a great look. So I just then moved that. And my neighbour also, we have someone who lives below us. And we had a little chat on the text going, is this yours? And she was like, no. And I was <laughs> Of like, course, because you've got a text line going with all the neighbours. I've got a text neighbors. line going with all the neighbours because I introduced myself to yeah. them in the first, first week. So I was like, is this yours? She goes, no. So then I moved it back to their side and then it got moved back. And I thought, that's weird. And so then my, then my neighbour underneath, she goes, well, I'll get him next time. <laughs> and so she moved it back. It's a tag team situation. <laughs> We're tag teaming the this is not our rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> and then they dealt with it. Yeah, so but that doesn't always work out that way. Mm. Yeah, see, I think with neighbours, it's like, especially if it's something like the mail or the cardboard boxes, they know what they did. Yeah. Mm. They know what they did because they've been trying to palm off or just empty rubbish onto the street. Yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. They know what they're done. And, and we're letting you know we've seen it. Yeah. We're putting it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a leaf out of your book, Daniel, because I've been having a bit of drama with this guy on Facebook Marketplace. You're going to prawn him. I'm going to prawn him. Yeah, prawn him. Yeah. Express post, <laughs> yeah. track it. It's Be the, there to watch it's, and then uh, yell from the car, <laughs> that's for the TV. It's the walk away, Pornham. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like if anyone listening right now 
gets a prawn in the mail, if it rock, if it's in their vase in the corner of the house, if if it's in a shoe, you know you've been prawned and you may have been prawned by a yep. walker. Yeah. It's a handy tactic for you to take home with you. <laughs> <laughs> prawned by a walker. <laughs> it's a real North Queensland prank yes. where the Great Barrier Reef is right there. <laughs> That's what we do with nature. <laughs> Each week, Danielle, we have a caller on the line. They call in with a particular problem, anything they want advice on. We've got Jordan on the line today. Jordan, how are you going? Where are you calling from? Uh, South Brisbane. Oh, in nice. Queensland. Beautiful, a Queenslander <laughs> after my own heart. <laughs> uh, why have you called today, Jordan? Um, well, I have a little share house dilemma. So my housemate boyfriend shot and killed a kangaroo and stuffed it into our freezer. Uh, which I was the one to discover, and he didn't tell anybody about it. So basically I'd like to know, how would you react to this or what would you do? Because I'm being told that I am overreacting. Well, um, as – A bit uh, of context would be good first, I'll say. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um, Jordan, I'm from a long line of hunters, um, so you have genuinely called the right person. Um, my uncle, like he started with feral pigs and then they moved to, to roos and then also he's had to shoot feral brumbies out of helicopters, so he's got a really good eye for it. Good Lord. Um, right. So you have called the right show and person. Yes, this is probably yeah. very normal. Yes, for me I'm like, I don't know what you're complaining about. I've had plenty of things happen. Like once my um my uncle, he played a joke on me um, that I think a lot of people would find traumatic, but um, I'm fine with it. Um, which is that when you kill feral pigs, the way they count them is you cut off the snout of the pig and then you just give the farmer the snouts, like little snout coins to them so that they can count them up. And um, my uncle said to me, do you want an icy pole? And I said, <laughs> yes, and I just put my hand out and waited for him and then he came back and just put a frozen pig snout in my hand. Um, so my only issue is what freezer do you have at this share house that you can put a whole kangaroo in uncut? Um, it was dismembered very politely. Um, I, I do politely. remember just opening it. <laughs> Wait, so <laughs> it's a, ch- it's a drawers <laughs> under the bottom of a fridge. I think it was to maybe lessen the trauma of me opening the freezer and just seeing the whole thing. Okay. I think it dismembered is more traumatic personally. <laughs> it's just the tail. Just the tail and the head. And the head. <laughs> <laughs> so he's chopped it up and it is in like a fridge freezer scenario and he's he's somehow managed to pack it in there, like all the bits of it properly. <laughs> so it's tight. Yes, in it there. was in it's all in bags. Um, although there was blood seeping onto some of our food, which okay. was nice. And do you um, you live in an apartment block? Yes. We're not like on a farm. We're we're quite far from <laughs> Anyway, kangaroos are. Quite far from where the roo was likely killed. Yeah. Yeah. So he he just shot it and then just – is he going to eat it? Is that why you've got it in the freezer or did he just not know what to do with its dead body? So the post-conversation of this where I was pissed off, he was quite surprised because he thought it was a nice thing because he thought we could give it to the dogs because we foster dogs as well. In an apartment, okay. (laughs) Okay, well, I mean, it's a nice gesture if he's been able to check it for parasites and stuff. Um, I don't think so. (laughs) Then I wouldn't feed it to the dogs, to be honest. You found it in the freezer. What do you do next? I, I, I wasn't quite sure what was happening at first because I, I'm a very city person. Like I grew up 
in Hong Kong. So this is very different for me. Yeah, not many kangaroos around <laughs> Hong Kong. No. And you're kind of told growing up, or at least when you don't live in Australia, that kangaroos are like this beautiful, fluffy icon of the nation. And <laughs> discovering that they are meant to be shot is quite... <laughs> well, I don't know if they're purpose-built to be shot, but... <laughs> <laughs> they, we, they they're on the tone of us. They're not, they're not sort of bred to be shot. Um, their only existence is to be hunted. <laughs> well, that's how he made it sound to me. He was right. like, you shouldn't be freaking out about this. This is so normal. Well, often the standard response from uh, Aussie hunter might be, they're vermin, there's too many of them, we've got to cull them. Yeah. Something that your family engages in from the highest levels, from helicopters. Yeah, I mean, see, mine are not just a random man shooting one kangaroo (laughs) on his way home to work from the suburbs to the city. Um, It's more of a paid job um, to cull them. This man, (laughs) I don't, I mean, I don't want to say anything, but I don't, I don't really understand I guess it was for fun that he killed it, <laughs> which is the issue for me more. <laughs> it's for fun. It's 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 not for environmental reasons, <laughs> and I guess for the dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what led to him like killing a kangaroo? So him and yeah, my roommate were on a road trip. I want to say where well, they were like going out to uh, some outback somewhere mm-hmm. and I think they must have shot it on his dad's property. I, okay. I don't know. I, I, there's so many of the details are fuzzy. I, okay. I would just, <laughs> I just Yeah, I mean, you're shocked. You're, you've caught a kangaroo in your here. freezer. You, you, you're yeah. right to, you know, forget some of the details. Yeah, I just, I was like, I just don't want this here. Like, I don't really care how it got in here. Can we just not? Did or at you least tell have someone? to put that, like, in the group chat? Yes. <laughs> that's, how that's, that's how every roommate conversation starts. You, you take a photo of what you've seen and you, you yeah. put it up and you're like, someone explain please." Okay, that, that's you've got to send that photo to <laughs> yeah. us. Because yeah. is, is this just what you've taken a photo of is just a kangaroo in several bags in a freezer? Pretty much. And like a lot of brown liquid. Has he gutted it? And yeah, like- taken the skin off and... I, I did not inspect that closely. I d- like, from I, the sound of the seeping, the seeping of the blood, because if it was gutted, oh, yeah, he didn't, you, you yeah, know, he didn't it, did gut he? it. Yeah. If you're gutting it and then you've washed it, you're not dealing with yeah. it. You've got to hang you know? it overnight yeah. at least. And you, oh, my. I mean, yeah. And you could have got a nice new rug out of that. <laughs> and he, he did you dirty. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you put that in the group chat and what have you said? You said, guys, what is this? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I just I seemed to be the only one that was freaked out about it. So she just came down and was like, oh, yeah, like he just brought that home from our road trip. We so- just thought we could give it to the dogs. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> Sorry, you said she and I. I had. I mean, I. I. I was expecting it to be a man, and that is on me. Um, <laughs> on me too. On us. We've misgendered yeah. the hunter. Now I'm like, yes, Queen, kill the kangaroo, Queen. <laughs> the hunter is the boyfriend of my roommate. Gotcha. We were all right okay. the first time. We're Psychopath right the first again. Time. <laughs> okay, and she said, "Yeah, it's cool. It's, there's nothing wrong." Yeah, she just was like, "Oh, he just needed somewhere to put it," so I said he could, and I'm like. It's on top of our food. Like I need to get my ice cream out and, and I don't know what's on it now. Well, I do. It's kangaroo juices. <laughs> um, spoiler. 
What, what was the defining feature that you saw in the freezer that let you know it was a kangaroo? Mm. It was the tail. Dead giveaway right <laughs> I was there. like, I knew it was an animal at that point. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? Did you think it was a human? <laughs> if it wasn't an animal, <laughs> what could it be? <laughs> How did you resolve this house issue? Well, I just insisted that it be removed. Yeah. So he apologized. Okay. But the freezer still has patches of the juices and they probably will remain uncleaned because that's the kind of house we live in. Okay, so you're even like, well, I would never clean the freezer. I'm not doing it and I know she will. I'll just still put my food on top of the patches. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks so much for calling in, Jordan. That's all right. Thanks for um, listening to my woes. Anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what an amazing caller. Most people, you prawn people, but in this case, they got rude. Yeah, they got rude (laughs) big time. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. No worries. I hope, um, yeah, you fix the room design up and (laughs) get some wall divider. That's actually, we want to have comedians, musicians, artists come on the show to critique our house. That's actually what yep. we, that's I what think specifically just your bedroom. Just my bedroom, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually really good at interior design. The fuck shui in here is ruining my life. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, well, thanks for enjoying it. It's been great to have you as a guest. <laughs> no worry. Fix up your space and maybe we'll talk. We'll do it up. We'll do a part two. <laughs> uh, if you want to be a caller just like Jordan, hit us up on our Instagram at Housewarming Podcast, our Facebook group at Housewarming Podcast. We're on Twitter. We're on TikTok. We're everywhere. Uh, that's all from us. One more thank you to Danielle. Till next time. Yeah, cool. Bye. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Big thanks to our editor, Sean Allen, and our producers, Ella and Elsa, for putting this show together. And a huge shout-out to our boy, Paolo, for helping us out with the theme music. But in the hamburger card, you will notice that the number plate does say 2GO. That's the number 2 in the letters G-O. And a little bit of a pun. Now, notice his very thin legs. I never wanted to give him legs. I felt that um, that was a little bit beneath him. That's a bit of a joke there. Uh, but if I had my way, he never would have had legs. He would have actually just remained stationary on the seat floor. Do you remember when I tried to make a cheesecake with mozzarella? Yeah, it didn't go that well. Do you remember when I tried to cook that chicken dish, but in a glass oven tray, and it smashed? I still wanted to eat it after that. I mean, I would have died, but I wouldn't have wasted anything. Yeah, it was a real rock bottom moment for you. These are all examples of our kitchen fails, and we now want to hear yours. That's right. Volley is helping us find some of the best kitchen fails. It's less my kitchen rules and more my kitchen sucks. All we need is for you to enter your best or worst stories. We're going to celebrate you for being terrible. Just head over to our Instagram to enter. And for all your kitchen fails, you can get Volley, the app for instant groceries.